On this episode of Clinically Psyched, I give a small update on where I've been, and we also discuss mental health during the application season. Hi, everyone. Uh, This is Cass. Welcome back to Clinically Psyched. It might have been um, a little while since you've heard my voice, Uh, but uh, long time no see. I have missed you all so much. You may have noticed that I've been less active on social media and there's been a gap in podcast episodes. I pride myself on vulnerability and sharing as much of the good and bad as I can with you all, but I've not been as open about what's been going on in the past couple weeks. First off, my sincere apologies for not being as communicative with you all and not being as responsive as I normally would be. To be honest, as a few weeks went by, I became a little scared of coming back having felt like I might have let you all down. There's an inertia to falling behind, and I am just starting to push my way out of it. There are people who might have felt that they were left hanging by me, and I take full accountability. I will be trying very hard to catch up with everything. The truth of the matter is, I haven't been doing so hot the past while. There's a delicate balance, even in an anonymous podcast format, where I'm not sure how much to share or if anyone really wants to hear about me, Cass, personally. I have a fear of a professor hearing this podcast and thinking I'm inadequate, or that my on and off again struggles with mental health makes me unfit for a program. And I know it's anonymous and I know that these are just, you know, my anxiety talking, but uh, it feels very real to me. When I feel like I'm dropping in mood, I have to prioritize my quote-unquote spoons, or for those of you who may not be familiar with the language of chronic illness, the amount of energy and will I have to complete tasks throughout the day. Everything takes spoons, you know, making breakfast is a spoon of energy, etc, etc. And when I became low the past couple weeks, I had to step back and prioritize doing well at my job and taking basic care of myself. It wasn't an easy decision to take a step back from this podcast. I love it so much. But through trial and error, I know what I need to do to keep as functional as possible when my mood dips, even if it's a hard choice. That being said, I'm not gone. In fact, consider this a comeback tour. I have two episodes recorded that just need to be edited, including a very special episode featuring two amazing supporters of the podcast. And then there's this episode which is me doing my best to make a positive out of a negative situation. So I would like to use this experience to talk about mental health during the application season. If you're feeling the anxiety or pressure right now, you are not alone. Things really start to kick up a notch towards the end of summer, beginning of September. This is about the time when most people start putting their applications together. And if you are at that stage in your life, I highly recommend you do the same. This year in particular may even be harder for some of you, myself included, as the pandemic may have had a lasting impact on your own mental and even physical health. And when you're sick, things get harder. That's no secret. When your situation changes drastically, it can be hard to stay focused and motivated and even think about the future. I don't want to give you all trite platitudes like stay positive because I find that that's not as useful as honest nitty-gritty advice on getting back on track from someone who has experienced being off the rails. 
If you've been putting off getting that ball rolling, consider it an act of helping out your future self to start doing a little bit of research. Getting started is the hardest part, but once you get moving, you'd be surprised what momentum can do for you. So I recommend putting together your spreadsheet now. I may try and post a template, but here's the basics. An Excel sheet with the following columns. The name of the school, the program, your choice in supervisors, I would aim to put down at least two, the requirements for that school's application. So how many references you need? Do you need to mail in your transcripts versus submit them online? Are there tests needed? Do you need to take the psych uh, GRE subject test? And anything else listed on the school website that you might need. Maybe it's specific answers to different essay questions, things like that. Then the next column is the application deadline, including if there's a deadline cutoff for when the references have to be in. I would also include if you have to submit the references before you can submit the whole application, because sometimes that can be tricky when it comes to uh, deadlines and getting things in. You may optionally want to include the acceptance rate, program length, uh, how long your personal statement has to be, etc. This will be amazing to send in parts to your references when you ask them to be your references so that they can have a clear list of deadlines and schools and people you'll be applying to. It helps them stay organized and from anyone I've sent this to, they really, really appreciate having things organized for them. And preventative organization is one of the things that helps me keep my anxiety at bay. Going about things in a bit of a prescriptive manner leaves me feeling a bit more in control and I have less you know, worry about forgetting something important. I would also recommend putting together a manageable schedule for yourself where you have a calendar of, you know, hard deadlines, soft deadlines with as, with as much flexibility as you need. Because there's a second point here, which is, like me, learn to know your limit when it comes to doing your research into clinical psychology as to not get overwhelmed. I know there's a drive to know about as much of the process as possible to be totally prepared, but there can be diminishing returns past a certain point. It is very easy to fall into internet rabbit holes that exacerbate your anxiety and feelings of dread or make you begin to compare yourself with others, which is the biggest no-no I can think of when you're just starting out. One of these internet rabbit holes is the infamous Grad Cafe. This might be a website some of you are familiar with through your application journey. I want to preface this with saying I don't believe the people earnestly using Grad Cafe are bad people. In fact, there are amazing people I have virtually met through forums that have been helpful and supportive. The issue is that inherently Grad Cafe is a website that breeds competition and comparison. I don't think there's anything on Grad Cafe that can't be found in, you know, the application guides on Twitter or anywhere else that have more of a cooperative spirit. For the uninitiated, Grad Cafe is a forum-style website where people ask questions about grad school applications, etc. I think of it kind of as a gossip forum, if I'm being honest. One of the features it's well known for is people post when they receive communications from a school, i.e. the date that they heard back about applications, if they've gotten interviews with who, if they've gotten acceptances, etc. And this may seem helpful, but it really made my anxiety spike. Some even post their stats along with their updates, so you know, I have a 4.3 GPA and got accepted to Harvard. And like, when the statistics are there in black and white, how do you not look at them and compare yourself? How do you not feel inadequate? It's also anonymous, so people lie and troll, and there are some bad seeds that will make you feel bad about yourself. Not everyone. 
as I know some of you are users, but there are a few. It's my knee-jerk reaction to say avoid it completely, but I know the curiosity that sparks from wanting to hear back from schools will draw people in. So in the name of harm reduction, please take that website with a grain of salt. We all know somebody who didn't have the most you know, stellar all-around stats, but who's also a great student and got in somewhere. If you don't, then take my word for it. Statistics may be a predictive tool, but clinical psychology is so unique in its applications and acceptances that there are no guarantees either way. Comparison in general is a huge culprit when it comes to harming your mental health during this process. Know that you are doing your best and get advice from people you trust who have your best interest at heart, like a professor or a grad student or someone in your lab that you know. When you get your application read over by them, they will alert you to the things you can improve, but trying to go about that improvement by comparing yourself to others will just not be as effective, and if your morale is diminished, you may not be as motivated in the process. Hope is what keeps me going, so try to preserve that. I mean, a healthy dose of realism and managing expectations is okay, but try to balance it out the best you can. This doesn't mean blind faith or telling yourself that you will 100% succeed, but it means telling yourself that you are trying hard and that you have the resilience no matter the result, and that you have the right kind of growth mindset to learn from setbacks and not to find yourself on any shortcomings or failures you experience. People say applicants need to grow a thick skin to deal with rejection. When they say grow a thick skin, it can be hard to know what that means. After all, how do you not let pain and rejection and fear hurt you? Truth is, they always will. But it's how you let that affect you moving forward that defines you. Do you let it stop you from moving forward by ruminating? Or do you take the time to understand why something happened and use that learning to move forward and improve? I think a lot of that grit actually comes from kindness towards yourself, the ability to forgive yourself and the patience and respect you gain from being your own biggest supporter. Talk to yourself as you would a friend experiencing anxiety. You wouldn't tell them all hope is lost because you know it's not logically. And you'll have a much better go of it. Knowing you can rely on yourself means less will shake you. That's a thick skin, a solid foundation and the skills to roll with the punches. All of this is general advice, but I do specifically want to speak to those going through mental health issues or mental illness itself, because I experience it, and there are more specific preventative actions that you can take. When you're ill, sometimes you need outside support, and that's okay. Your mental health journey will be very specific to you, but during applications, I want you to try to understand and check in with yourself to know how you're doing and where you're at. You will know your own boundaries better than anyone else, so if you know going to a place like Grad Cafe is going to impact you, don't push yourself to do it. This is a really hard process to go through, so I would honestly recommend seeking a support plan if you don't have one in place. Talk to a therapist about how you will protect your mental health moving forward. What's the game plan? What are your coping skills? Do you need more tools and strategies? Start working on those now to be better prepared. This also means evaluating how your current tools are helping. Do you feel your medications are helping, the dosages? I recommend exploring these things as soon as you can because skills take a long time to learn and medication changes can really impact you. Better deal with that early so that you're in a good spot to deal with any negativity um, with your experience during applications. If you have a specific fear or anxiety trigger like interviewing, practice those skills, do mock interviews, acquaint yourself with the discomfort so you know what to expect. Easier said than done, I know, 
but a lot of things can be new and scary and I really want you to be in the best place possible to succeed. I would also say that you shouldn't let the fact that you experience mental health issues or mental illness make you feel like you don't deserve or belong in grad school. I know there are people who will say, you know, people with XYZ can't do it. They're flat out wrong. I know a fair number of graduate students with mental illness. I want to say most without, you know, throwing, you know, disclosing too many people's um, history. Ones that experienced it both before grad school and ones that began to experience in graduate school. In fact, it's very, very common for grad school itself to impact someone's mental health. Those who have experienced it before may be in a better spot as they have already learned to deal with some of those symptoms rather than figuring it out later on. You are stronger than you realize, especially if you have gone through university or college with a disability that others did not have to account for. The world isn't always an accessible place, I know that. But developing those skills to advocate for yourself are nothing to minimize. That takes strength. Having gone through those issues should not be looked at as a negative when it comes to applicants. Professors take note of that. We are strong and we have introspected and we have worked on ourselves and we have developed tools to be able to cope with what is thrown at us. And I think that that is a strength, if anything. So... Finally, here are some last few pieces of advice for this episode. Don't let applications consume you. It's easy to spend all your time fretting and rewriting things ad nauseum. You need to make time to keep up with everything else in your life. Maintain relationships with friends and family, keeping up with the degree you're working on or your job. Take care of yourself. Don't get burnt out before you've even started because it's a long road ahead. Slow and steady, a lot of time to work on applications, but also schedule times to not think about applications at all that you can just do guilt-free. Go for a jog, do art, go out with friends, total guilt-free joy. Don't lose sight of the great big world around you and make sure you're keeping perspective. Grad school isn't everything. It can seem like it is, but it's not. Applications and perfecting them It isn't everything either. Working hard on them is important, but so is living (laughs) and remembering why you want to go to grad school in the first place. Is it for experience, a love of learning, a career you're passionate about? Make times for the things that remind you of these reasons, like reading or studying or spending time with loved ones or, you know, doing research on the topics that you love. And lastly, Reward yourself for those little milestones. Bask in the glow of a first draft of an essay before jumping into editing. Praise yourself for spending an hour on applications before jumping into the next one. Did you send that email asking your references if they can be your references? Then awesome, well done. The process is something to be proud of getting through. And as you know, sad as that is to say, it's true. The process itself is really difficult. It's challenging to your sense of self. It's challenging to your time management skills. It's challenging to, you know, figure out what every single university wants. It's so tricky and it's so much harder than so many other applications you'll probably have to do in your life. And so be proud of being somebody who has taking the steps to start that process. I had a friend who said, you know, barriers that are put up are put there because somebody else would look at it and say, this is too much and give up. 
So as long as you try to get over it, you're one step ahead of everybody who looked at it and said this is too much. So, you know, those little steps add up, slow and steady. Be proud of yourself. And thank you for listening today. Thank you for bearing with my absence and sticking with me. I can't express how happy I am to have this project and how proud I am of all of you. I'll be back next week with one of those episodes, a long-awaited one about relationships in grad school where my partner and I answer some of your questions. So see you next time. Love, Cass.